Welcome to the Potter's Garden, where growth and purpose come from. It's a place where conversations about Jesus and our everyday hustle are made. Come on in! Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of this podcast. I know we just had a heart-wrenching topic last week about being enough. And today, you might also still need to get your hearts ready because we will be talking about rejection and our identity in Christ. But before that, I want to share with you a short story. So, I am a product of a mistake. Though my mother never really made me feel that way, you know, that my existence is an accident or that I should have not been born because she always made me feel loved and cared for. But the thing is, the world taught me the opposite. I never really understood the whole scenario as a child, so the fact that my father isn't around did not make me question anything about myself. Little did I know, The rejection and abandonment that I have experienced is already controlling my way of life, even as young as four. I lived in a way that's pleasing to all the people around me because I was so afraid that they too would reject and leave me. Because if one of the people who's supposed to love me first was able to do that, for sure these other people can too. And so every single day, I would check myself if I have been a good friend, a good daughter, or just a good person in general because I was so afraid. And so I became a people pleaser. That caused my personality to just be fragments of different traits from other people. So I didn't know who I was. I pressured myself sa akads. I can't even tell you how many times I cried because of my grades. And I tried hard to achieve a lot of things tried to put on this facade of a perfect girl. I thought that I was nothing without the achievements and good works that I've done. People wouldn't love me the way they do had I not been that kind of girl. And I'm sure you have also felt this way at some point in your life, although you may not have the same story as I do. But for sure, you have also felt like your life only matters when others say it does. Your worth solely lies on whether a person likes you or not, or your value depends on how pleased of you the people around you are. And eventually, this thinking will trap you into a whirlwind of confusion and loneliness because you will always question yourself if you're doing enough to be loved by people. It will also be daunting for you to keep your relationships intact because you will always also question the love other people have for you. Then, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see a person who is broken and unlovable, contrary to the person you are trying to be in front of the public. And then the questions like, who am I? Why am I here? will start to pop up. And so, I want to share with you a couple answers God has given from the Bible. First verse is from Revelations chapter 4, verse 11. By the way, I'm reading from ESV. And so it says there, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. This has been shared to me by a pastor from the church we used to go to. He greeted me on my 18th birthday using this verse, and when I read it, it really had been life-changing. It's crazy to know that our lives have been a part of God's plan all along. It was His will to create you and I and to give us breath so we could live. 
Now, another question comes into mind. Why did he want us to live, even though he knows for sure what a mess we are? Why did he not choose to just reject the idea of creating us? You know, reject us just like everyone else. The answer, his love. Because even before he created you, he already knew how you would be living your life, yet he still wanted to call you his own. Imagine the king of all kings telling you that he wants to be associated with you. And as you all know, God adopted us to be his sons and daughters. And when someone adopts a child, it's not like they don't have a choice. They do. They choose which baby they want to become a part of their family, and that's what he did with us. He chose you and I, not because we are such wonderful children, but because it is just his nature to love as immensely as that. That he chooses to truly love even those who have disobeyed him, questioned him, and mocked him. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says there, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Imagine that! We are sinners. We're practically his enemies. Yet he chose to send his one and only son down to die just so he can redeem us from slavery to sin. And in chapter 8, verse 15 to 16, it says there, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba Father. For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. See, we are His children! And the best part is, no amount of good works could ever change this love because this kind of love is unwavering. Even if seasons will change, your heart for God would change, He will still love you the way He did since day one. In Romans chapter 8 verses 38 to 39, it says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I honestly could go on and on about this, but I want to leave the rest up to you. There's so much to ponder upon God's love and our identity as His children. So I want to leave you with a statement. You no longer have to live under the rejection you have experienced because before that even happened, before you even became whoever you are right now, a leader, an honor student, a great employee, a friend, a sister, or a brother, you have first been a child, not just of any parent, but a child of the one who rules heaven and earth. And though the world continues on rejecting you, know that the love God has for you does not look at your shortcomings, yung mga mo, but he looks at the entirety of who you are and says, My child, this world has broken you into a million pieces, which caused you to sin against me multiple times. But never will I think twice about loving you and choosing you as my own. So that is all for today. I'm sorry if I made you cry. But thank you very much for listening. I hope you will still come back next week because we will be tackling the gospel. I think that even though we've heard about it a million times now, it's still a topic that is good to be reminded about. 
Now, if you would like to send us a feedback or any suggestions, you may reach us on Twitter at PH and through our email, theparisgarden13 at gmail.com. Once again, I'm May and this is The Paris Garden. Thanks for stopping by!